Welcome to the show. It is Trick Tuesday here on Acknowledged Dogs. I am your host, Michael, owner and head trainer of Matador Canine. Every Tuesday, we break down a trick just for you, helping you reach your goals with your dog a lot faster by simplifying those complex behaviors. Let's jump into it. Today's trick of the day. Drum roll, please. Today's trick of the day is... The balance beam. You might be saying, that's not really a trick. That's not something I have to teach my dog to do and we can show off to people unless there's a balance beam around. But it is on the list of tricks for the AKC beginner class. Not only is the balance beam a great place to start, but it's also a confidence builder for your dog. If your dog does not have a lot of confidence on high objects, starting on a low object and getting them to be aware of their feet, proprioception, going to build their confidence. The balance beam is where we're going to start. If you have two by fours laying around or on your walk you see one of those little pylon things that are supposed to block the street, you can get your dog up on those. Of course be careful, don't get them too high and don't put them on something that's too narrow to where they're going to fall and get hurt. But this is where we're starting, it's the balance beam. We're going to break this up into three segments. Okay, So the first segment is the setup. You have to set your dog up for success here. You cannot just start telling them to go on the beam and ushering them on and confusing the hell out of them. No, you got to show them the beam. Maybe you have them jump over it a couple times. Maybe you get them to step on it and touch it. So that's the setup with the beam. There's also setup that we have to do. So what do you exactly want from your dog on the beam? Do you want them to be able to go over to the beam by themselves Are they going to walk next to you, and when you happen to hit a beam, they're just not going to break the position next to you? They're just going to go right over it? Or do you want your dog to go onto the beam, sit, and stay there? All of those things require a different skill set. If you're going to send them over, you're probably going to need to do a target. You can use the beam as a target, but how do you get them to get on the target first, right? So you might have to teach them a hand target or a target stick target, so you can guide them on at a slight distance so it's easier to add distance later on. Then if you're going to be doing the second version where they're walking next to you, and if they hit something that's in their way, they just go right up and over it, and they just walk next to you on this beam, then first you have to teach your dog how to walk next to you and stay next to you despite things that are going on. So that would be a precursor to trying to get them to go up and over something, If you're walking and there's a garbage can in the way, they should stick close to you and go around the garbage can. As opposed to stopping, excuse me, as opposed to stopping, you going and then them coming behind you, or rushing ahead and then you going. They should stick right near you. Then the third option of having them go and sit, they need to be able to control their body in a smaller space. So you might need to do some balance equipment work. Maybe you set up a big block and you slowly make it smaller and smaller so that they have the strength to hold their legs together on such a small piece as a beam. So once you have that, once you have them, you know, accustomed to the beam itself, now we can start asking them for the walk across it. So the first thing you're going to do is you're going to bring them up to the edge and you're going to mark and reward for simply standing there, just investigating the edge. 
Then you'd put your hand out as a target. You could lure them, but my preferred method would be a target. As they go to reach, mark and reward. <clears throat> We're going to continue this process until you get one paw on, two paws on, three paws on, four paws on. And this is not something you want to force your dog to do. If we force our dog to go onto the beam, one, they're not going to make a positive association. What they're going to do is lack the confidence in doing the beam unless you force them on. I've seen it way too many times where the initial goal was to build confidence and the owner will force the dog through the exercise. And now the dog has no more confidence than what we started with, but now hates having to do new things. We want our dog to love doing new things. So if we're forcing them to do things and they don't like the process of learning new things, they're not going to want to do new things. They, they just shut down. But if every time we do something new, there's more chance for reinforcement, they're going to continue to do these fun things. They're going to go, great, let's, what's, what's next? Where's the good stuff? What's next? What are we doing? I done, I've done this one already. Let's go do the new thing. I guess new things means more reinforcement. So the more positive you can make each experience going onto the beam, the faster they're going to learn. It might be slow at first, but it's like a snowball effect. It starts off as a slow, uh, small snowball rolling down a hill, and then it gradually grows bigger and bigger and bigger. That's what happens with our dog's confidence. But the opposite happens if you force them. They will shut down a lot faster than you can build them up. So now that you got them going on, Maybe they're just standing there. I would start doing obedience right away. Sit down. Just get them comfortable with being on the beam. They don't have to go very far. Once all four paws are on, we need them to learn the parameters of the beam, that there's an edge, that they can step off, but I need to reward them for staying on. Once you can do a sit, down, sit, you do a little puppy push-ups on there. Once you can maybe even do a spin, that would be a tall order, but if you wanted to, you could do a spin on there. Then I would start having them move forward. So now they're moving forward. And while they're moving forward, they're going to be wobbly. So you're going to have to encourage them. Do you have an off cue? Because that might be helpful here too. So you get them on, you get two steps on, and you say off, and they jump off to the side. That's not only going to teach them that there is an opportunity to jump off. They're not locked into doing the beam until they they die. But it teaches them that they should not jump off until you give the cue. All right, stimulus control. Don't do the thing until I tell you to do the thing. Do nothing else. So gets on the beam, is waiting for the cue to be released to jump off. Then they jump off and they get marked and rewarded. So you're getting a couple feet. Let's say you're halfway through the beam. I would do obedience there too. And then I would slowly move forward. And then at the end of the beam, I would do obedience. Now, if you've done obedience correctly, obedience is an enjoyable exercise. It's an enjoyable workout. It's fun. And so anywhere you do obedience should make this new area fun. If you're doing obedience and your dog is looking scared, you are not doing obedience correctly. And in this case, you are now making the wrong association to the beam. We're making the beam scary, which is not what I want. I want the beam to be fun. 
So you're doing obedience on there. Great, now you got them off. Now they've completely gone through the beam. Uninterrupted, besides the obedience we've done. Now let's see if we can get them to go from start to finish straight across. There's no pause. They're probably going to pick up some speed because you're not stopping them. So if they're too fast and they keep jumping off, you might have to stop them in the middle, get them to sit. So you get them to go up on the beam. Then you guide them across with a target stick or your hand and then off at the end. Great. So how do we add the cue now? Well, first thing we have to do is get them so ingrained and in going through the beam that you almost don't have to do anything. So you're going to keep practicing and practicing and practicing until they're offering up going on the beam and going across. You're offering the beam going across. Once they start doing that, before you notice they're about to jump on the beam. So you can see it in their face. They're like, okay, I'm going to go on the beam because that's what's worked in the past as a means of getting reinforcement. I'm going to jump on the beam. When they're about to jump, you say beam, and then you mark and reward immediately as they get on. Not for the whole behavior. You're just, you're just marking for the response to the cue. So you repeat that. They come off to get the treat. You say beam. They run back. They get back to the beam. Mark and reward. Over time, we start to add in more distance on the beam that they have to cover before they get the mark and reward. Now, a variation of this that I like is when you put your dog into a sit at one end of the beam, you go to the other end of the beam, and then you tell them beam. And you're almost using beam as a, a means of a recall. Now, one of two things are going to happen. Your dog's going to get confused and think it's a recall exercise, and they're going to run around the beam to you, or they're going to run on the beam. If they run around the beam to you, put them in a sit, reset. If they go through the beam, mark and reward. If they're struggling and they're really going around constantly, we don't have a good, strong association to the beam, and you have to change something. So I would shorten your distance to your dog, maybe even straddle the beam, one foot on each side, and recall them that way. Make it slightly easier for them. Split the behavior down as slow as you can, or as low as you can. That way our dog is the most successful that they can be. The more successful you can make your dog, the faster they're going to learn the behavior, the more confidence they're going to build, and the less stress for you. Hey guys, I just want to take a moment to thank today's sponsor. Sponsor for today's episode is Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free, and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. That's where this podcast was made, and maybe that'll be where your podcast will be made. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. So we've talked about setup, we've talked about showing our dog the beam, and we've talked about adding the cue. Now how do we add distance, how do we add all that other stuff? Well, we're just going to take a step back 
and we're going to reevaluate what our dog needs to know. So let's say we're, we're starting with distance. We want to send our dog to the beam. So you'd stand two to three feet away, maybe, and you're going to say the word beam. Now, if you've made the right association, they should run over and at least touch the beam. Once they touch the beam, mark and reward. They come back. You're basically going to teach the beam as a place or a target. As long as they get to the beam, mark and reward. And we can start to expect more and more over time. So that they would get to the beam and they would take two steps, mark and reward. Get to the beam, take five steps, mark and reward. <clears throat> and each repetition should be at one distance until you are confident they can do it and then add more distance. Okay, so don't go from three feet to five feet to ten feet to twenty feet. It should be three feet, three feet, three feet, three feet, three feet, four feet, four feet, four feet, four feet, four feet, five feet, five feet, right? It should be over and over and over again until you are confident that they will go to the beam eight out of ten times. Then you can move on to the next one. At least eight out of ten times, if not a hundred percent of the time. The more accountable you keep them, and I don't mean keep them accountable by it's their fault. What I'm saying is keep them accountable for what they need to do in order to get to the next step. Right? Don't rush the process. They have to be able to do it eight out of ten times before we get to the next step. Right? It's not, oh, my dog did three out of ten times. Let's just jump to the next step because I'm bored. No, 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 no. Got to do it right. You got to do the process right. Don't just jump to the next step because your dog's not going to have the confidence to jump to the next step. You're going to get frustrated and angry because they sh they just did it and you've changed the smallest thing and now they can't do it. So you're going to go, what the hell? Why, why, why aren't you doing it? You were just doing it. And your dog's going to go, I don't know. It's, it's different. And you guys are going to have an argument, you know, for lack of a better word. There's going to be animosity between you and I don't want that. I want success between you guys. I want relationship building. So we don't want to have that. So you've set your dog up for success. You've shown them what they need to be doing. You've added a cue. You've slightly added in some distance. How else can we use the beam in maybe real life? Maybe how else can we use it for stronger obedience? Well, you can use the beam basically as any other thing that you would use place for. Okay, so if you're out for the park and you see a bench, that's kind of like a place. You could use that as a beam. So you could send them over to there. They could sit on the bench. You could do obedience at a distance. So you could send them to the beam, put them into a sit, down, stand, sit, down, come, right? And this all teaches the dog that no matter where they are, under any circumstance, obedience rules apply. The game of obedience is always in play which we always go back to. Everything goes back to obedience. If your dog's not listening, it goes back to obedience. Right? Tricks are just obedience. Obedience is just tricks. All we're doing is adding different words for us to understand what exactly we're talking about. But it's all the same. It's just behavior. Right? Your dog doesn't realize they're doing a cute trick. They're doing a behavior in order to get reinforcement. So when we're teaching obedience, it's the same thing. The tough part is we treat obedience and we treat tricks as two separate things. They are the same thing. Okay, same thing with agility. Agility is just obedience in motion. Right? 
So doing the teeter, or just the um, the dog walk. All that is basically a beam, but it's obedience at the same time. I'm not expecting my dog to shut off the obedience side of the brain and go, okay, now we're doing agility. No, if they were running and something happens, let's say the dog break, the dog walk broke, the, oh my goodness, can't speak. The dog walk broke, then we want our dog to stop. So we might say down. The obedience rules still apply. And if we haven't practiced the obedience rules during that agility, then our dog isn't going to stop. They're going to go for the agility because that's what they know what to do. So in this case, you might want to practice sending them to the beam, stopping them halfway before they even get to the beam, recalling them back and then sending them to the beam. Or get them onto the beam, get them moving across and have them down halfway on the beam. You can use the beam as a straight line recall. If your dog is all wonky, you want them to come in a straight line, just practice having them come in a straight line. Practice them moving and then down in the middle and then recalling. All of these things can be built on. You can add speed. You can practice latency. You can build in distance and distractions and duration. You can build on all of those things. You just need to know how. But it starts off with getting out there, actually training your dog. So get out there. Practice the beam today if you can. I'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the episode. If you think family or friends would benefit from what you heard today on Acknowledged Dogs, please share it with them. You can post it on Facebook. We are also on every social media platform, so make sure you tag us, Matador Canine. You can also head over to Matador Canine and schedule a free consultation to talk about coaching and reaching the goals with your dog and those problem behaviors. Reach the goals that you want and have the dog that always listens.